Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasser Show. When you factor in Garrett Cole, you add Aaron Judge's name to the conversation too. Even though he's not a pitcher, but guess what? Aaron Judge is already north of 30 years of age. And he had a freakish injury last year, which cost him a little bit of time, and it zapped him of his effectiveness, as we know. So, Judge Cole, don't you want to make sure that you go out there and do everything humanly possible to surround those guys with enough capable pieces to where the Yankees are a championship contender, a legit championship contender? Don't show it to the organization. Don't show it to the fans. And more importantly, don't show it to those two guys. What are you paying them over $300 million for? These are their prime years. And you don't know what the expiration date is going to be. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, rolling right along on this Thursday evening. Dan Grosser Show. 98.7 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Oh, you hear that music? Oh, it means big game. It means football. Late season, November, Thanksgiving around the corner. Instead, on Sunday, we get to watch a team that hasn't scored a touchdown in 11 quarters called the New York Jets. No, come on, stop. It's not a joke. It's real. They haven't scored a touchdown in 11 quarters. I wish it wasn't the case, but it's true. We I'm not going to sit here and mislead you. Coverage begins, by the way, at 225 right here on 98.7. We'll have the pregame show for you. Myself and our next guest, he wore the number 51 when he played for the Jets. And, of course, we're talking about my good pal, Mr. Greg Buttle. Hi, sir. How are you? Well, Dan, it's a it's another week gone by as fast as you can blink your eyes. And what is that, week 11 in the NFL? It's crazy. It's crazy. Let me ask you this question, and I hate to keep starting. It seems like I'm starting each and every one of these interviews that we do each week with this same theme. How did the Jets score a touchdown this week, Rick? Well, you know what? It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's so weird because it's not like Zach Wilson hasn't done it before. And all, all it looks like to me is that there's, there's there's three things that are getting in the way of the Jets scoring a touchdown. Number one is the mistakes that they make in the red zone. Number two is they can't run it in the red zone. And number three is their offensive line. I, I mean, those three things, when you add it up, uh, they, they culminate with uh, the result being, all right, now they have a quarterback, Zach Wilson, that, uh, is at best, you know, trying to figure it out. And it's very, very tough to figure out the speed of the game in the end zone when your wide receivers aren't getting separation, your offensive line is breaking down, 
and people are committing penalties, and now it's third and 13 at the 13-yard line. What do you do? Kick a field goal. Yeah. Because you don't want to throw an interception. You don't want to take another sack, to strip sack. All of those things come into factors, you know, as the, the more you keep playing. And uh, everybody wants to, to lay blame at uh, whether it's Nathaniel Hackett or it's uh, Sala or it's Joe Douglas. But you know me and, and what I've always said, players play. Coaches coach, players play. Make a play. They're not making plays, Dan. And no. they have opportunities to make them, but they, they shoot themselves in the foot every time. And, and, and that's the problem, because if you want to just rewind to this past game against the Raiders, you and I are sitting there watching the game and watching really just the first half. And I, what was the score at halftime? I don't remember. What, they have nine points. They had three field goals in the first half. But the way they were moving the ball up and down the field in that first half, we were sitting there saying, boy, they should, be, they should have probably 20 points on the scoreboard already. But as you said, self-inflicted wounds, shooting yourself in the foot, and that's what allowed Oak, or Oakland, Vegas to, to hang in the game. And then ultimately, one mistake too many, it ends up costing them there, but not capitalizing. So they have it in them. They're good enough to move the ball up and down the field. Why can't they finish these drives? Well, and, and, and again, it, it doesn't just go one way. You know, it, it, it goes both ways. I, I mean, if you think about it, the, uh, at the end of the first half, the Jets are up 9-3. They're up 9-3, right? Okay. Yeah. They're up 9-3, and, and you know, you, you look at a couple of things. The defense plays pretty good, and they hold them, and they punt it, 9-3. And, you know, you've got something like a minute and 52 left. And um, what did the Jets do? They, 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 they punt the ball. They start at their own 14. They get out to the 50, but they punt the ball. It's 9-3, and you've got 52 seconds to go. First and 10 at the 20, second and four at the 26, second and two at the 43. And let me tell you, there's 32 seconds to go in the half. What did the Jets do? Personal foul. Yep. Bryce Huff. Gives them a first down all at the plus 37. Incomplete pass, incomplete pass, run middle for one yard, kick a field goal, and make it 9-6 at halftime. So the Jets' defense even does it. The Jets' defense does it to themselves, and the Jets' offense does it to themselves. That's, that's, that's complimentary football for the other team, not for your own team. Talking with Greg Buttle, he, of course, pre- and post-game host with myself here on 98.7 ESPN. Jets' bills starting at 225 coming up on Sunday. Um, did the Michael Carter release catch you by surprise in any way? Well, first of all, nothing surprises me. Um, Unless it's a, uh, a, a, a player that's uh, playing all the time, you know, first-team guy. Other than that, that doesn't surprise me. Anything can happen, you know, trying to uh, get the best men on the field. Michael Carter uh, really hadn't been playing that much. Uh, Dalvin Cook would play before he, he would play. I, I was never impressed with Michael Carter's blitz pickup. And you want to add, you know, you know the penalty – all right, maybe you you know you could make it a scapegoat if you want to, but mm-hmm. I I think that you know what's he doing? He's buying his time, and and they want to get is he Abanacana into the game, however you pronounce that game. No, it was good. And, it was good. I'm proud and, of you. That was good. Yeah, right. And and by the way, he seemed to be a pretty good player in preseason. All right, so we we know you can't play everyone at once. So so there's a way to do it. 
and um, you can't keep uh, Michael Carter on on the uh, on the uh, payroll if, in fact, he's really not playing great special teams or playing special teams. So you got to, what are you going to do? Right. Look, look, give him a chance to go somewhere else, and you know what? We'll 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 eat it, whatever we got to do, and go from there. Well, I think that it, it twofold. Number one, like you said, I think the byproduct is it allows Izzy Abanaconda to get in the lineup, and I think that they wanted to get him active on game days because, hell, they used a draft pick on him, and he showed a little bit of potential in preseason and in college or else they wouldn't have drafted him. That's number one. But number two, there's this other thought process. Like, you used the word scapegoat, but then there's others that are interpreting it as, well, maybe this puts the rest of the locker room on alert saying, hey, if you're making mistakes, if you're doing things you're not supposed to be doing, penalties, in effect, you know, you're also going to be held accountable for this. You played for a lot of years. You had teammates that were released, cut, traded, whatever. Does that actually serve a notice to the rest of the locker room or not really? Well, you know, Dan, that's, that's a that's – a, question that has a lot of answers to it number one is it, it does nothing to the locker room for you know uh, michael carter i mean he wasn't starting i mean he wasn't a he wasn't a cog in the wheel but they liked he him in a, that room he was, he a, was popular in that room. i don't care what they liked but the, I, it's again it's it, it has nothing to do with anything who liked them who didn't like them uh hey listen if you're playing and you and, you, and you're making things happen i don't care if you people hate you he's staying on the team and so even if you like somebody, if they're not playing well or they haven't added to what you do, what are you going to do? Let me get rid of them. That's the business. That's the business. If you're not one of those first-team guys during the season and you're not earning your lip, forget about it. In the offseason, all those guys that, that played and they were the starters in the offseason, those are the guys that got to look out in the offseason now. Time to jettison salary. I mean, this guy didn't do anything for us. This guy, we couldn't even get him on the field. This guy doesn't play special teams. Boy, we made a mistake about this guy. And then another, all of this happens, whether it's in New York or it's in uh, uh, Nebraska. You know, stuff happens. I don't think anybody was prepared for all of the uh, the injuries, particularly from the top down, from, from Aaron Rodgers going down. And then now, now you have an offensive line that can't stay healthy. Uh, I, I don't, I can't just lay that at the feet, the, the an, an injury at the feet of uh, Sala or Joe Douglas. The only thing that you that you may lay at their feet is, what do you do if that happens? And so the the if the big if is, well, I don't have enough money to pay all the ifs in the world. Uh, yeah. So I can only, I've got to be smart what I do, and sometimes you take a guess. Doesn't work out. Other times, oh man, boy, how did that kid? Where did we find this kid from? Who's that guy Purdy that we got? Holy man, he's the last draft choice in the draft. Oh, we got to play him. Well, he hasn't even practiced. Whoa, look at this guy play. What a great pick that was. Boy, am I a genius. All of these things, that's the way it happens. And it happens throughout sports. And there are sometimes you can only put so many people on the field. Practice really doesn't dictate. Oh, that's guys. That guys should be starting. Oh, because you just don't know. But if the kid in practice keeps doing great things in practice, now you got to give him a shot. So all of these things matter, but I don't think you can plan for every single thing that would go wrong on your football team. And so far, the the Jets, if it could go wrong, oh boy, it's gone wrong. 
And, you know, you look at the Buffalo Bills, the opponent this week, you know, not all that different from the things that the Jets have been experiencing. I mean, the record is almost identical, right? They've lost the same amount of games. And in a lot of ways, you could almost look at this game on Sunday as a de facto elimination game. Because, you know, Buffalo loses this game. They got six losses, and they're 2-6 and six in the conference. You know, who are you winning tiebreakers against if that's the case? So this is a huge game. We know what happened to them. They fired the offensive coordinator after they blew the game on Monday night there. Is that the type of change that you think puts a little pep in the step of those guys? Or do you look at it as, I don't care who's calling the plays, the Jets match up well against the Buffalo Bills, and they have for the last couple of years. You know, it's a funny thing. I, I can't – I've seen a lot of weird things happen through the NFL when, when I played and watching it from, from afar now. And it's, it's beyond me that I, – I, I don't care who the offensive coordinator is. I, the, 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 I, I would think the only reason he was fired from outside is play calling. Can you yeah, imagine? Right. What did he do? What, what play calls did he make? Well, Greg, and Greg, the Every other thing too is – Real quick, you know what's ridiculous? You really think that he's getting fired if the Bills won that game and they and they end up losing the game because they had 12 men on the field during a field goal? Like Ken Dorsey was the one who told the 12th guy to go out on the field. It was his call. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if they win that game, he's not getting fired off of a win. No, he's not. And and the thing is, is that 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 that's been talked about. It, it can that just isn't a knee jerk reaction. That's been talked about for, for weeks about that offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, is this the right guy? They'd be, be talking behind his back. But those things aren't just done. Uh, the head coach doesn't come out and say, this guy's fired. Yeah. I mean, that's been, that's been brewing. And, and maybe that is their, their issue. Maybe it is their, their, their total issue. Uh, I don't know necessarily know if, if the offensive coordinator can instill discipline uh, particularly in a quarterback like Josh Allen, who w- did the same thing last year, only they were scoring 38 points a game. So uh, they, their defense played well. The defense hasn't played well this year. He's throwing interceptions, and, and, and the special teams coach is uh, uh, putting 12 men on the field at the most dire point of a game where the guy misses a field goal, and they have 12 guys on the field. Holy mackerel. I, I might have fired that guy. Yeah. No, anyway, there's a lot. There's a I, lot you going don't on. know, and, and and here's the thing: everyone is out speculating. Why did they do this? What's it? Uh, what's it mean? And uh, and let me tell you something: it, it means something for a day, and then everything's back to normal. And everyone's working their their rear ends off in Buffalo to go beat the Jets. That's what happens. Right. And, he, and let's say if Buffalo wins this game this week, even if it isn't exactly like an offensive showcase, if it's like, you know, 16-13, everybody's going to be like, oh, what a great decision it was to fire the offensive. Winning and losing is the only thing that matters at the end of the day. Yep, you, you, you just about hit the nail on the head. We'll see you Sunday. Because it does matter how one. you play. Yeah. Yeah, and, and again, everything, you know, coaches, most coaches, especially the higher-ups, they don't get fired in the middle of the season. Most of that doesn't happen. Maybe a head coach goes because it's his third year and, and he hasn't won a game or whatever that may be. He's lost the locker room. Uh, everything that they've done doesn't work out. Uh, I, I don't know the answer to all of those things, but uh, it's, it's weird to get a, an assistant coach fired during the middle of the year. 225 on Sunday, the two of us, Jets pregame against the Buffalo Bills right here on 98.7. We'll see you then, sir. Go hit him straight the next couple of days. 
No, I'm going to try, buddy, and uh, I'll see you then with a with a nice smile on my face. Oh, you got it, absolutely. And hopefully we get a touchdown this week. All right, buddy. All right. There's Greg Buttle, of course, uh, joining us here on 98.7 ESPN Talking Just. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, that's a good job by the New York Knickerbockers last night. Is it not? That's a good win for them in Atlanta. Look, I understand that Atlanta is not you know, considered the elite in the NBA, but still, all things considered, they ran out of gas against a good Celtics team on Monday night. So then the road trip goes down to Georgia. No R.J. Barrett again. They still hadn't won a game this year without R.J. Barrett. They were 0-3 going into last night. They fall behind by 7 with a little over 5 minutes to play in the game. Sadiq Bey, it seems like he's following up every rebound with a slam dunk and really getting the crowd on its feet. And it's like, boy, they, they just they don't have an answer. And, you know, it was odd about it, too. They did a good job defensively on Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. Those dudes really didn't do much last night, even though Trey Young had 17 assists, but still, like, scoring? Like, they both, neither one of them could throw the ball in the ocean at all. And they find a way to win a game. Brunson with some big shots late. The hustle plays by Mitchell Robinson. Josh Hart had one to keep one alive. Randall sinking a big... Like, that's what you want to see. And I know that it's still very early in the season. We're about 11 games into the year, but the two guys especially that maybe got off to slow starts in Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, now they're starting to find their games. And Randle especially, look, Randle took a lot of heat from people the first four or five games of the season because I understand that he's one of these dudes. He's like on that list. I don't know if it's like the top list, but he's one of like the more polarizing athletes in this city, as we well know. It seems like there's no in-between with Julius Randle. It's like you're either on board or you're not, meaning you're either a regular season Julius Randle supporter <laughs> Or a postseason Julius Randle evaluator. And we know which side you fall on with that because we know that there's been a difference in play with him. You know, but he had the offseason ankle surgery and now he's healthy again. And now you're starting to see the rust wear off a little bit and he's playing like that guy that you expect. But then late in the game, or not late, it was early in the fourth quarter, but Quentin Grimes gets hurt. And it didn't look good. He tried to reach in as Bogdanovich was going up for a layup and he got that hand caught in. He immediately goes to the bench, goes to the locker room, doesn't return. And then today they said sprain wrist, 
he's questionable for tomorrow night against Washington, which is, you know, that's about the best news that you can hope for. Because when it happened last night and then the reaction afterwards, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't feeling necessarily too optimistic. Like, I thought that it could be something long term. Whereas, you know, he might miss even a couple of weeks. But if he's even questionable for tomorrow, that's good. And, yeah, it's positive that they found a way to win without R.J. Barrett because R.J.'s been RJ's been from top to bottom probably their most consistent player so far this year. He really has been. And that's what you hope because, remember, when he missed those first two games earlier in the season, it was a knee. Last two games, it was because of the migraine. So you hope you get that under control. But it's just it's different things. It looks like he's making progress. You don't want that compromised in any way because of availability or lack thereof of being on the basketball court. Because they're going to need this guy if they are going to do some special things this year. And what I like about it is, all right, so they get the job done last night in Atlanta. And look at this road show continuing on. Now you're going to Washington on Friday. Washington is JV. Then you go to Charlotte on Saturday in the tail end of a back-to-back. You should be able to take care of business that night, too, if you show up. Knicks have not fared well in the back-to-backs this year. They're 0-3 so far on the tail end. So Washington, Charlotte coming up, you should be able to win both of those games. Then you get to 8-5, and five, then you're going to Minnesota. Minnesota's a good basketball team on Monday. That's not going to be easy. You know, eventually, though, this schedule is going to kind of even itself out. Even a couple of the guys on the team were saying that, right? It's not all going to be the gauntlets each and every week because the Knicks have had a little bit of a tricky slate to begin the season. But I like where this team is headed. No panic yet. It's just 11 games. They'll be fine. But go take care of business in Washington, please. Don't let that opportunity escape you. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. So week 11 is uh, underway in the National Football League. And it's a good Thursday night or two with Cincinnati and with Baltimore. It's not necessarily an elimination game, but it's a big game. Because if you look at the NFC, or the NFC, the AFC North right now, I mean, all these teams have winning records. You can make the case the AFC North is the best division in the NFL this year. But I think that Cincinnati needs this one tonight a little bit more than the Baltimore Ravens do, for obvious reasons. Number one, Bengals haven't won a game yet this year in the division. They're 0-2. Okay, you can't keep just burying yourself in division games, especially a division like this. They're one and four in the conference. That's not going to do you any favors either. You lost to the Baltimore Ravens earlier this year. So you don't want to get swept, and then there's no way you're going to be able to break a tie with them if that should shape up down the road. And then if you look at the remainder of the schedule for Baltimore, it's tricky. It's tricky the rest of the way. Steelers. Jaguars, Colts who are a pain in the neck. Vikings with Josh Dobbs, who's everybody's hero all of a sudden. Colts. Oh, no, he said the Colts. Steelers, Chiefs, Browns. That is not an easy close of the season, especially if you're not going to have any sort of margin for error because they dug themselves a hole again pretty early. You don't want that. And I'm interested to see how Burrow plays tonight because I don't know if you guys saw this. Cincinnati posted a video of them traveling to the game in Baltimore. And then they showed Joe Burrow as he was, like, getting off the plane or whatever, and, like, some fans noticed that why does he have a brace on his right hand, which he did. So then the Bengals had to, like, automatically just take that thing down because they didn't want to kind of add any sort of fuel to the fire, which the person who probably put it up has gotten a stern talking to, I'm sure. 
But these are two teams that, look, both of them lost games last week that maybe, probably should have won. More so uh, Baltimore because they had a two-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter and let Cleveland come back and beat them. Cincinnati was kind of playing from behind there with uh, the Houston Texans, but then Tyler Boyd, he gets the ball hit right in his hands in the end zone. Would have been the game winner, but he dropped the ball. It happens. Now tonight you have no T. Higgins which is going to hurt you in the passing game. Marlon Humphrey's not playing for Baltimore, so maybe that evens out a little bit uh, in terms of the top corner for the Baltimore Ravens. But I just like this Ravens team a little bit more. You know, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. I got it like last week's game with the Ravens, like that's a fluke. You know, maybe that happens one time a year, and I think in this case it was with Baltimore. The defense is still great. They can run the ball against anybody. They're at home. I don't think this team is losing two straight division games in their building. And I say that as they're out to a quick 7-0 lead here midway through the first quarter. So we'll see what happens. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Now, when we come back, I guess we'll call it lessons in media. And I got a couple of different examples for you. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. We're going to go to school now, okay? And we'll call this lessons in media or media lessons, whatever you're more comfortable with. I don't object one way or the other. So a couple of things kind of came to light today. Number one. And this one really blew up, like really, 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 really blew up. And we're talking about Carissa Thompson, who, you know, works for Fox on the NFL stuff on Sundays, does a real good job. And on Prime Video, she's like the host of the the pregame and the postgame and the halftime with the guys there. Does a good job. So she went on the uh, Pardon My Take podcast, which is Barstool, and made a, you know, I would say interesting admission Take a listen. 
and I've said this before, so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late. And I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up because first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop hurting ourselves. We need to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball Pressure over. the quarterback. We need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and do a better job of getting off the field. Like, they're not going to correct me on that. Right. I'm like, it's fine. I'll it just make up the report. Okay, so there you go. So she, back when she was doing sideline reporting, she said that sometimes she would just make stuff up without even getting the concrete information from player, coach, whoever it was, and then reporting that on the air. Naturally, it was not met with uh, an overwhelmingly receptive, um, I would say, (laughs) from the sports broadcasting community a lot of people who do the same thing that she does for example in the business ones that are really successful and you know they came out of pretty good social media and the like and 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 why wouldn't they right you're kind of basically just like dangling the carrot to be subjected to criticism here's the thing about it though number one it doesn't reflect positively on the relationship between sports and media when something like that is revealed publicly. And what I mean by that is there are a lot of coaches, players, people, executives, you know, people that work in sports that hate the media, that don't trust the media, right? That think that they have an agenda, that they're out to get them, that maybe they just want to report dirt and they want to maybe just come up with things for clicks and to draw attention to themselves. And that's why a lot of organizations are maybe a little bit reluctant as far as disclosing information. So now you have somebody come out, somebody who's very successful in the industry and and, and has gotten to great heights in their career. And so they've come out and basically admitted that at times I make things up. Now, I don't know what was made up, what wasn't made up, and how many times we have no idea. Right. But nothing says you have to go on and report anything. Otherwise, it's not a report. Right. Then it's just an opinion. You know, you can have other forms for that. You could do a show. You could do a podcast. You could do whatever. But if your job is there, remember, you are the sideline reporter. You are reporting news. If somebody gets injured and comes out of the game, we need a report from down on the sidelines. If there was an altercation on the sideline where a player or coach or two players were having it out with one another, then you file a report. Remember in the Giant-Cowboy game uh, last week when all those things were happening on the Giant sideline, Tom Rinaldi, who's as respected and as good at what he does as anybody in the business, he reported on several times all the stuff that was going on on the Giant sidelines, right? It is reporting. So if somebody comes out and says, yeah, the, the stuff that I said, it wasn't really true. I just made it up. That was up a can of worms. That's what it does. And then it's also a slap in the face to every other person that has that as their occupation. They work hard at it. And they put in the hours and they do their homework. And they spend the time to sit there and talk with the people that they are supposedly reporting on. Whether it's the players, whether it's the coaches. And digging up as much information as possible. Because, you know, sometimes when you do that job, and not that I've ever done it, But when you do that job, 
you don't know how many times you're going to get called down upon. You might be called down frequently if there's a lot happening. It might be a boring game where they don't call on you at all. Sometimes they have these pre-produced things that you have to kind of work out before the game. There's a variety of circumstances that would lead to it. But nevertheless, in each and every one of those situations, you got to be on top of your game. Right? you got to be prepared. And look, when this thing hit, I was texting back and forth with a couple of my friends who do this job in the industry, and they're really, really, really good at it. And they were mortified. And they're the ones that take it as an insult. And, you know, not for nothing, the way she came out, it was kind of like bragging about it. It's like, hey, I haven't been fired yet. And I understand what that podcast is, and it's supposed to be one of those, you know, kick your feet up and relax and, you know, say whatever comes in your mind and all those. I, I, I get that stuff. But maybe there's some things that you should maybe keep close to the vest because there's others who are, who are grinding and fighting and working odd jobs and doing whatever they can to hone their craft and to get to a better part in their career that haven't had the same opportunities, that see something like that and say, what the hell am I doing wrong? I'm doing it the right way. I'm not cutting corners. And then you probably don't feel too good about yourself when this is what you see as being the quote-unquote standard. It's not good. And I don't know if she said anything. I haven't watched the, you know, the, the prime thing tonight. I don't know if it's been addressed or not. Really, I could care less. But it's more towards those other people that do the same exact thing and do it the right way that they're the ones that probably feel a little cheated with something like this. So that's number one. Number two, there was something else that happened last night after the Rutgers-Georgetown game, a game won by Rutgers, by the way. Yes, thank you very much. It's a good win. So Ed Cooley is in his first year coaching the Georgetown Hoyas, took over for Patrick Ewing. Ed Cooley, of course, the longtime head coach of Providence, did a great job with the Friars. And there's some people up there, of course, in Rhode Island that aren't exactly too happy with Ed because Ed's, you know, kind of a local guy from there. And, you know, that was his 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 neighborhood, his his job, his school, his thing. And he took that team to great heights. And then when he up and left to go to a conference rival in Georgetown, they were none too happy in Providence. You know, Georgetown, they could afford him a little bit more than Providence could. They could put a fatter check in front of him and Ed took the money. And he's not apologizing, and, and look, that's his right, whatever. I'm just adding context to the story. That's all I'm doing here, just adding context to this. So Georgetown is having a tough season this year, and they're going to have a tough season because it takes a while to turn a program around, especially the way he kind of found it when he took over for Pat. So last night, they have the press conference after the game. Georgetown loses. And a lot of times, like when you have a college basketball game, there's a lot of young reporters in there, whether they're student reporters or, or, or young people just starting out in their careers, and they're having to cover, you know, college basketball game, which is great. And sometimes when, in, when you're in one of these situations, and it could be like this, whether it's a professional game, whatever, sometimes the room kind of dries up a little bit, and there's nothing to talk about anymore. The questions dry up, nobody has anything to ask, and you're kind of just there wasting time. And you know, you're not, uh, see, I've always, whenever I'm in those situations, I don't feel like you're obligated to have to ask a question. I don't think you have to. I'm going to ask a question if I want to know the answer to something. Otherwise, you know, there, there's other people there, for example, beat reporters that, that are having to write stories on games. Like, they're going to be asking the questions. There's nothing wrong with just taking it in. So, anyways, last night, one of those situations develops there. Bunch of questions are asked already, and you're thinking the press conference is over. And then there's a lot of young reporters in that room still. So Ed Cooley decides to offer a so-called 
media lesson to the assembled media. Take a listen. The only way you're going to get better is by having the courage to ask a question in these type of situations. So if, when you guys are sitting there, don't just sit there like a lump on a log. Have a great question, grow up, and learn what it is to ask a tough question. Seriously, we owe you an answer or you owe yourself an opportunity to grow. I say that to all of you young writers. Don't sit in here and just be in awe. This shit is real. Grow up, you're in the room, learn how to ask some questions. I'm out. All right, and now I don't see any harm in that, okay? Because I still think, like, his intentions were in the right place. I don't know if his, you know, Georgetown is, is paying him to lecture young media members. His job is to coach the basketball team and to get him back to prominence. But I do think there's some merit into what he says. Because, look, if you're in the, especially if you're in the losing press conference, either talking to the losing coach, losing players, whatever, obviously it's not going to be all cheery and fun. They just lost. You know, and that game wasn't even as close as what the final score. I think it was, what, 11-point final? Or the, the game was not as close as what the scoreboard indicated. It was a rough night at the office for them. It was. So the easy thing to do is, is you know, just sit down there and ask the coach. or ask, like, So why can't you guys make a shot? Why were you guys bad on defense? Why were you guys slow in transition? You know, because some people don't want to ask a question because they think the coach is angry, he's salty because his team just played a bad game, and he's going to maybe jump down their throats a little bit. And therefore, you have people that don't ask the questions. Okay. Like I said, they're the ones that are going to have to rationalize that at the end of the day if they've got a job to do and they figure, why can't I get a story written or why don't I have a money quote or, or whatever? But that's up to the individual. And, you know, I don't know that Ed Cooley's a journalism professor. He's the coach of the basketball team. So I think that the message was sincere. I just don't know necessarily if the setting was maybe the right place. And like I said, was there a little bit of deflecting there? Because, hey, they just played a horrible game and the team isn't very good. So let's get the attention away from the team and on to me trying to be, you know, Edward R. Murrow and help out some young media members. I don't know. Only he can answer that. But I like Ed Cooley personally. I really do. Been a big fan of him all those years up in Providence. And I think he'll get Georgetown turned around, but it's just not going to be in one year. 800-919-3776. And oh, by the way, you talk about St. John's uh, avoiding disaster. They're playing in a tournament down in Charleston. They played this afternoon. I was probably like one of only four people that was watching it. They beat North Texas by a point. Oh, what an ugly game. But what a they, they avoided a bad, bad loss. Bad loss. But they won. They lived to see another day. They bounced back from the bad performance against Michigan that they had at the Garden a couple of nights ago. When we come back. It is that time, the Grasa, Week 11, NFL Picks. That's right. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, that's right. Dan Grosser Show, 98.7 ESPN. It's our version of the Football Friday since we don't have a show tomorrow. You know what? We do our picks tonight, week number 11 in the National Football League. Another subpar week last week, went one and two. Jets let us down going out to Vegas. There was one other one that we had to misstep on. Let me see. That was the, oh, that was the Joe Burrows because they fell at home to C.J. Stroud and the resurgent Texans. So you know what? Let's get right to it. 15-14-1 on the season. So we're technically over 500, but we need some more breathing room. Let's make it happen the week before Thanksgiving. Game number one. I just mentioned the Houston Texans. You know what? We're going back to Houston for our first game this week. Except you got the Redbirds coming to town. Arizona, Kyler Murray, second game back since coming off of the shelf. They got a win last week against the Falcons, as a matter of fact. Both of them had good wins last week. Kyler Murray obviously gives a little bit of a spark to that Cardinal offense as he continues to work off the rust. They're also going to get James Conner back to help run the football. When I look at this game for Houston, I see a little bit of a trap scenario potentially. Because look, the Texans had a huge win last week. They got the first place Jacksonville Jaguars up next a week from Sunday. They might be caught looking ahead, right? The Texans are believing that they could be in this thing. They're not going to take the Cardinals seriously. The Cardinals aren't any good. Coming into their building, they just beat Joe Burrow and the Bengals. There's no way the Cardinals are going to beat them, right? You know what I say? I say keep that back door open, everybody. That's right, because the Cardinals are getting four and a half points in this game. I think Houston wins, but something tells me, I don't know what it is, that Arizona is going to sneak in before that door closes. So I will take Arizona plus four and a half. Game number one. Game number two, little Sunday night football. Vikings, Broncos, Minnesota clearly one of the surprise teams in the league this year, right? Kevin O'Connell's doing an outstanding job, I'll tell you. Kevin O'Connell, D'Amico Ryans, those are the two guys right now that get my two votes for Coach of the Year in the National Football League. It's amazing this Vikings team has managed to win five in a row without either Justin Jefferson or Kirk Cousins. Josh Dobbs, the movie script continues to get another chapter with each passing week and each passing win. But it's not going to continue like this the rest of the season, right? they got to stub their toe at some point. I present to you the Denver Broncos. I think the Broncos have turned the corner, at least defensively. It's amazing to me that this is the same group that gave up 70 points earlier in the season to the Miami Dolphins. They don't look like that same group anymore. I think the home field is going to play a little bit of a role here. you got Sunday night football. Both these teams are feeling good. And Minnesota's due to not have all the answers, right? 
Give me the Broncos. Minus two and a half at home to beat the Minnesota Vikings. That's game number two. Game number three. Prime time again. Let's go Monday night football. How many of you have been sitting at home saying, you know what? What I really want to see is a Super Bowl rematch. Well, you know what? You got it on Monday night. Eagles, Chiefs. I got four words for you. And this is basically all I got to say about this game. And it goes a little something like this. Andy Reid off the bye. That's it. That's all you need as far as logic is concerned. Andy Reid, 27-4 and in his coaching career following a bye week. I am going to ride that thing all the way to Monday night. That's right. And by the way, if you haven't been paying attention, because I know Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, like they get all the attention for the Chiefs. If you've noticed, Kansas City's defense has been the superior unit for this football team this year. They have been outstanding. They only gave up, what, two touchdowns to Zach Wilson and the Jets. That was actually the last time, like, Zach Wilson threw, like, a real touchdown pass to Alan Lazard. Remember that? I'm not counting the Brees Hall one that, like, was in one yard through the air in Denver. But I love that defense. Philadelphia, meantime, defensively, they're 28th against the pass. So Patrick Mahomes is going to have his chances to kind of pick them apart a little bit. Eagles don't have Dallas Goddard. He's a big security blanket for Jalen Hurts. Plus, Hurts is banged up as it is. Philadelphia is due to lose another one here. Jets can't be the only team that beats them, right? Give me the Chiefs. Give me the champs. Minus two and a half. So, to recap, Kansas City minus two and a half over Philly. Denver minus two and a half over Minnesota. And I'll take the four and a half with Arizona to go into Houston and to keep it close. Those are the Grasa Week 11 selections in the National Football League. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.